Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so that you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado. And today you'll hear that I have a little bit of a cold, but we're still going to discover how a simple question like, what's for dinner, is hiding dreams for your relationship and causing conflict. We'll examine the dreams you have when you're in lover mode and why those dreams cause conflict for the partnership element of your relationship. We'll also compare the partner and the lover inside your relationship and figure out why they disagree. Why does a simple question like what's for dinner cause so much conflict? When you're dating and you're both living separately, your responsibilities in life don't overlap. Everything is in lover mode, which inspires lots of kissing and goo-goo eyes. You're both lost in dreamland, and that's fun. Your ability to live happily ever after, however, will succeed in proportion to your ability to negotiate shared responsibilities, which means you're enlisting the partner roles in your relationship. Remember my relationship framework? These are the three roles inside your relationship, partner, friend, and lover. The partner loves to achieve and feels bonded by teamwork. The friend loves to share stories and feels bonded by companionship. The lover craves excitement and feels bonded by sensual pleasures. When your partnership is secure and you succeed at sharing responsibilities, your lovers are free to frolic. When you dodge responsibility, those lovers get afraid that there won't be a roof over their head and they no longer feel safe enough to risk the vulnerability of soft kisses. The problem is no two people have exactly the same definition when it comes to responsibility. Your values and dreams dictate what constitutes a responsibility to you. One person thinks a weekly cleaning of the bathroom is a must, while the other person thinks life is good when you keep collecting the pizza boxes in the corner until you've built the Eiffel Tower. What do you value when it comes to creating your dream home or dream life? And then what does your sweetheart value? I had a client reach out to me because he was fighting with his wife and he wasn't sure they were going to stay married. He was feeling desperately sad and hopelessly frustrated. When do most of your arguments happen, I asked. When we get home. We start fighting almost the minute we walk in the door, he said. I don't think I love her anymore. How did that happen, he asked me. She's the mother of my kids, but I don't think she loves me anymore either. He described her stare that cuts right through him. She's disgusted by me, Rebecca, he said. There was this deep sadness in his voice. It was the sound of shame. A dream failed. I think it's over, he said, but I want to make sure before I give up and throw in the towel. I started with basic questions. How much are you sleeping? How much are you eating? How much exercise do you get? How many hours are you working? We discovered that he and his wife were both 
very hungry when they arrived home, as were his kids, ages five and nine. They began to think about dinner the moment they walked in the door. What should we have for dinner, they'd ask. But everyone was hungry. Hangry, really. And no hangry person has the wherewithal to make a nice, nutritious meal. Hangry people are grabby, impatient, and they are classic blamers. You never cook, my client's wife would shout at him. And then he'd say back, well, we never have any food in this house. So most nights, after blaming each other because there's nothing to eat, they just ordered a pizza delivered. This is a classic struggle between the partner and the lover inside a relationship. The lover lives in the moment. These two people were both full on in lover mode. These adventurous lovers wanted their weekends to be filled with sports and parties. They had no time to think about cooking until they got hungry. Then they went into partner mode, except the partner likes to plan ahead. The partner likes lists and adequate time to prepare. And when the lover turns to the partner and says, what's for dinner? The partner wants to nurture and take care of the lover. But if that same partner hasn't had time to make a pot of chili so that dinner would be easy, the partner feels embarrassed because now they aren't able to fulfill their role of keeping the family nurtured and cared for. Do you know what an embarrassed partner does? They blame. You never cook. Well, you never shop for food. (laughs) My client and his wife faced this conundrum every weekday night, which made them even more exhausted, and they were sick to death of pizza. Pizza night after night was taking its toll on their health, and the price of constant food delivery was breaking their bank account. These two strains were foundational to their inability to get along. But then because they fought all week long, they let their lovers loose again each weekend in an attempt to leave all that fighting behind and remember why they loved each other. The lover was ruling their lives, and they didn't have time for the partner to grocery shop or plan a meal. I believed that if we could eliminate these stressors of compromised health and out-of-control spending, we'd be able to see where the relationship truly stood. I suggested we employ the scientific method to this problem because my client wanted to be certain he'd tried everything before he left the marriage. I said, it sounds like the problem is that you're both hungry and tired when you get home. No, he told me. The problem is we're always arguing. He believed that love should be able to conquer anything. They both love to party and play, so he accepted every weekend party invitation, and she kept them playing sports because at least then they could laugh and get along. But I see this whole thing differently. I think love needs help. He had this fantasy that love would keep them together and treating each other kindly. But I had a hunch this couple would be able to be much more kind and patient and even loving if their basic needs for safety were addressed with a plan and some time to execute said plan. I confirmed with him. You agree that the problem is that you argue the minute that you walk in the door? Yes, he said. It's awful. 
how about we try out a hypothesis that the reason you're so apt to argue is that you're all angry. Rebecca, I don't think you understand how bad it is at my house, he said to me. She is swearing at me in front of our kids, in front of our kids, telling me I'm the worst father in the world. I don't think food is going to fix this. Would you be willing to try, <laughs> I ask. If you explore this for just a week and you don't see a single change, I won't charge you for today's session. And he reluctantly agreed. Okay, so if our hypothesis is that you're both hangry, what if we experiment with eating the moment you walk in the door? Even though we are on the telephone, having this conversation, his frustration with me is so palpable that I can actually hear him rolling his eyes. I begin to suggest snacks, cheese and crackers, apple slices, peanut butter, olives. Rebecca, we don't like to give our kids a snack right before dinner because it'll ruin their appetite, he told me. <laughs> I, I burst out laughing. So you're telling me it's more important to you that your kids eat pizza than an apple? And suddenly he laughed hard. Oh my gosh, he said, I never thought about it that way. When I hear this sort of laughter, I know we're getting somewhere because laughter is always a sign of freedom. This happens all the time. We all have a list of hidden values and dreams that we don't want to compromise. One of this family's values was meals are more valuable than snacking. But when we're compromised as human beings, we toss our values out the window and order a pizza because we're tired and hungry and we just want to get something in our tummy so we can go to bed. At this moment, however, my client wasn't tired nor hungry when we were chatting about this plan, so he wanted to keep the faith with his values and dreams for his family. We want to feed our kids well, and that means minimal snacking in favor of nutritious meals. He was articulating his dream for his family. The hidden dreams and values that you have are where the lover who's great at dreaming and the partner who's great at planning and execution, that's where they meet. This relationship needed a strong articulation of that hidden dream and a good dose of partnership energy food, routines, and rest to implement the dream in reality. This is the kind of disconnect I encounter regularly when the lover who has dreams for your life and the partner who knows how to get things accomplished aren't talking to each other. Classically, I see relationships where the lover is running the show the whole time, and the lover is a terrible leader when it comes to daily living. A lover can create a dream for retirement, but it takes a partner to plan and implement a savings account and an investment strategy. A lover dreams of romantic dinners with their sweetheart, but it takes a partner to make a call to the babysitter. Or like this couple, the lofty lover has these dreams about feeding their family nutritious food, but it takes a partner to make a list and go to the grocery store. Where is the dreamy lover out of step with reality in your relationship? 
What concrete tasks need to be given to the get-or-done partner with enough time and energy to implement them? How is this gap between dream and reality causing stress in your relationship? My client and I created a hypothesis. Everyone is hangry, and we need to enlist the skills of the partner who makes a plan ahead of time. We designed an experiment to test our hypothesis. The minute everyone gets home, snacks come out onto the counter while you consider what might be best for dinner. We made a list of snacks that were equal to or greater than the nutritional value of pizza delivered. Apples and peanut butter, cheese and crackers, dip with veggies that were easy to grab and didn't require chopping. But what if everyone gets too full to eat a real meal? My client asked. This question didn't surprise me. Because in addition to his dream to feed his children good nutrition, I could sense another dream he held. A real family eats dinner together. See, our hidden dreams... Those fantasies have prejudices or hunches about how intimacy is created. The lover thrives on sensual details. So hidden dreams come packaged up with an idea for implementation. But our fantasies and dreams get created in isolation from the demands of daily living. What dream do you have that doesn't work in real life? I questioned my client. What do you hope to get out of your family sitting down at the table and eating dinner together, I asked. I want a whole family. I want us to like each other. I want us to hear about the good things that happened during our day. Is it possible, I whispered, to do that during the snack as you're all transitioning from school or work into your home? Again, this hadn't occurred to him. I know you think that it's funny that it hadn't occurred to him, but after coaching relationships for 15 years, I am always amazed at the obvious answers that haven't occurred to people. This is because our hidden dreams hold us hostage. They sit on these uber-tall pedestals, and they don't want to get their fingers dirty with daily living. But once my client began to think about it, this solution of snack time being connection time, solved another whole problem they had in their household. By the time the pizza dinner actually arrived, everyone was all so tired. All they wanted to do was watch TV while they ate. He said, well, maybe if we connect and have decent enough food right when we get home, we don't have to worry so much about what's for dinner, and we could just snack while we watch a show together. Three weeks later, they'd perfected the quick nutritional snack. Overnight oats became afternoon oats. And my client, who was naturally a morning person, upped his breakfast game, often serving breakfast burritos or salmon with poached eggs and green smoothies. Once we'd broken up open the rules about snacks before dinner, suddenly all the rules had changed, and he fed his kids nutritious breakfast, which made him less concerned that evening food was perfect. What I did during his session was pull out the hidden dreams he had for his family. I want my family eating healthy, and I want my family to share a story as we share a meal. 
Then we examined the realities of everyday living and looked for the inconsistencies or the unrealistic expectations. When you examine your hidden dream apart from how you're going to enact it, you can see the dream more clearly. If the lover will tell the pure dream to the partner, I want nutritious meals filled with lively conversation, that's exactly what the partner loves. The partner loves to solve a problem and achieve a goal. But the partner needs time, time to plan, and freedom to change a few of those details, substituting afternoon oats for pizza delivery and morning smoothies instead of quick break breakfast cereal. But we were able to pause and notice what his hidden dream was actually costing them. Once we did that, it was easy to fix. The problem it's tough to catch these moments, it's hard to be objective about our very personal dreams and the reality of our lives. And none of us wants to give up a dream, so we remain blind because we're embarrassed. The embarrassment is key. I have moments like this all the time with clients when I point out an inconsistency and then we're all laughing. Laughter washes away the embarrassment and the shame. And then it just becomes a funny story because I doubt there's a single person listening to this story that can't relate to how obvious it is to eat a snack when you're hungry, right? The lover has big dreams for your relationship. But the lover needs the help of that detail-oriented partner to land those dreams in practical terms. Where does your relationship have a gap between a hidden dream and that dream's implementation? This week's date night discussion is a way to explore the dreams that might be hiding in your relationship. I invite you to ask questions about the dreams your sweetheart has for your relationship and to tell your sweetheart your dreams for your relationship. As you can see from my client's story today, hidden dreams can become a source of conflict. I'm going to invite you to keep it simple and low stakes instead of, I have this dream that we be free financially, and have really great sex because, hello, that is going to set you up for failure. That dream is huge and it's unspecific. It's too hidden to be investigated. Grab a hold of a specific dream like, I want our family to eat nutritious food or I want our family to sit down for dinner. The other reason not to choose a dream about financial freedom or sexual satisfaction is it's so high stakes. I invite you to discuss a dream that might not even be awarded the title of dream status in your mind. Go for a very tiny dream. Like, I have this fantasy. And I really encourage you to use the word fantasy because it's so sexy. I have this fantasy that you will squeeze the tube of toothpaste from the bottom. <laughs> I suggest a tiny dream like this because it's easier to get laughing about tiny dreams. And we all have them. 
then tell the story of life as it is, life as it is as a source of conflict. I have this fantasy because when I see that tube of toothpaste haphazardly squozing from the middle, I think, poor toothpaste. You don't feel loved. You feel leaky and messy and like half of you is wasted. Then elaborate on your dream. I have this fantasy that I will one day open the drawer and see that tube of toothpaste elegant and folded from the bottom up. When I see that tube of toothpaste tended so gingerly and deliberately, it will make me think of all the ways I can gingerly and deliberately handle you without making a mess and without a drop of waste. Um, so now, how much fun do you think you'll have imagining a tangle in your relationship that will turn into a romping laugh fest? To help you turn conflict into connection, this week's habit for your happily ever after is to give the partner in your relationship time and resources. The lover doesn't like to carve out time for our partner because the partner tasks of life are boring. But the lover's hidden dreams need time and attention, and that's where the partner excels. Think about your tiny conflict or your hidden dream from the discussion above. How can you offer your inner partner enough time and resources to create a solution for your sweetheart's hidden dream? How much Time does your inner partner need to make sure the toothpaste isn't squozen from the middle of the tube. Three seconds, five, it's not a huge task. But those three to five seconds will create a sensual moment fully planted in reality that a dream, a previously hidden dream, is now a vibrant reality. You'll spend the rest of your day imagining the moment your sweetheart opens the drawer as they wet their toothbrush, and voila, you'll be thinking about how gingerly and deliberately you handled that tube. No mess, no waste. You'll know you've been a good partner to your dreamy lover. That's it for today. I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.